The MMA Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. Bet $100 at WinBet and get a $100 free bet. Head on over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash WinBet. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T to claim your free bet today. Howdy, y'all, DeGenerinos, and welcome to the MMA Gambling Podcast and the Sports Gambling Podcast Network, episode 223. Going to go out to the Philadelphia Phillies for beating my co-host, uh, beloved Atlanta Braves. I, I gave him an option to give me a, a name of uh, a, a person, place, or thing I could dedicate the episode to. He did not come up with one, so I'm sticking it to him by dedicating to the Phillies. Or perhaps I'm jinxing the Phillies. Who knows? We'll see. Game two epics happening shortly. Yeah, we taped some of these in advance, all right? I'll, I'll, I'll let you behind the curtain. Thanks for coming to the show. I'm one of your hosts, Jeff Chalks Fox. This is a UFC episode. Thankfully, UFC is back. We're going to be breaking down the main card, UFC Fight Night, Grasso versus Arujo. We'll be going down this Saturday. If, if you want our prelim picks, which was a team ride, we all had the same. Gumby and I had the same picks for all six fights, so obviously we're going to be right. All those picks uh, are on the previous episodes so go back and listen to that and then and then jam this one back in your in your ear holes but we'll be breaking down the main card um pretty solid main card pretty solid prelims uh maybe not a whole lot of um big bold uh names highlighted names that that that, uh casuals would know but if you're listening to this you're probably not a casual so uh let's bring in the co-host he's definitely not a casual he knows what every mma promotion in the world it's uh (laughs) only only daniel Vreeland. hello Almost that, every- that was a, yeah, maybe almost everyone. But uh, yeah, uh, first of all, thank you for hopefully jinxing the Phillies as we get ready for game two. Um, we're taping this a little ahead of time during, we're actually taping it during this weird rain delay that's not a rain delay, but it's kind of a rain delay. They like won't go out on the field because they don't want to start until they're sure it's not raining or not oh, going really? to rain. It's weird, man. Yeah, they were supposed to start it. Uh, like four o'clock ish and instead they were like it's not raining now but it's gonna rain in an hour so we can't start now because they don't want to mess up the starting pitching because it's like a playoff matchup and that it looks really bad when you do that so yeah they're in the holding pattern but it it sounds like it's gonna start uh as an evening game instead which i'm looking forward to there you go and um, we're gonna get this ram down your throat first um actually we're going to ram it down your ear holes winning picks do you think we're going to be on the same page for all the picks in this on um, the main card too dan i have the weirdest feeling so you, you said you had four dogs yeah i yep two of them last episode two of them uh so, so you should go back and listen to the last episode and see which two me and jeff agreed on i have the weirdest feeling that one of our two is about to agree and the other one is not. Wait, did okay. we hit dogs? Four dogs? One, two. We already hit three of them. Uh, uh, I already, already had two. Th- I only have two dogs so far. Maybe, maybe. No, no, only two. Malcoon. I, I think I only have three total. Oh, okay. Well, there you go. I actually, I know one, one of, uh, I know one of your picks, and I am going against it. So. Oh, you can cool. Walk. It's coming up soon, everyone. Are you excited? I hope you are. Um. Let's break down the card. I'm going to tell you about WinBet before we jump into that. First, I want to forget about telling you about the lovely WinBet that helps us stay in your ear holes. Thinking of joining WinBet, now it's the perfect time. New customers about $100, get you $100 free bet. 
Plus, Winback Casino is always open 24 hours a day, where you can get 100% deposit bonus up to 8000 bucks. Looking to join the Winbet Biggest Winners Club? Whoever hits the biggest parlay on Winbet odds-wise gets a $1,000 free bet. Just a few weeks ago, someone turned a $6 bet into 4000 bucks plus they got a free $1,000 bet. Winbet is truly hashtag digens only. There's so much to choose from, and all you have to do is head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash winbet. So we know that we sent you that sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T to claim your free bet today. Offer subject to change. Terms and conditions at winbet.com. Must be 21 or older and present in the state where playthrough Winbet is available. If you're someone you know has a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. So I'm going to have more dogs than you. I don't think that's ever happened. Uh, yeah, I don't. I, I don't know. I'm, I'm looking at this card right now. I can't imagine you picking two more dogs. Are you sure you counted correctly? I'm sure. Oh, sure. man. Is one of them? Uh, never mind. Oh, you just I, wait. It's coming. Uh, one of them's going to make me sick. It's, I, oh, plus something else might make you sick. Um, <laughs> I, I re, you know how I realized the spreadsheet was screwed up? I, it, it was still screwed up. Um, our results spreadsheet. So I'm not as bad as, as we thought. I found like, uh, Jesus, about four, four or five events that it wasn't. Are you the person who's supposed to be like the show historian? Because let me tell you something. True. I I think maybe in, in 2023, I, I think we maybe need a shared document. (laughs) Maybe, uh, the intern can just take over all of it. So anyhow, I'm, uh, I'm up 200 bucks. So I, I thought I was only up what, like 50 or something. I'm up 200. You're down almost 3000, Dan. So, uh, the, the missing, time. the missing events were not, were not kind for you because you missed a lot of those picks. Apparently. How, how are we doing with the, uh, the, did the recommended plays change? No, no, that, sure, that that's we still about... uh, I'm up okay. 66. You're down 80. So you still, you got 140 to go there. That's like one event though. If you, yeah, that, that's, right, that's, that's right? one good event. And let me tell you something. <laughs> I may have a couple of plays here that could make up all that ground very quickly. I forgot we have recommended plays coming up. So let's, let's jump into this thing then. Um, Light heavyweights, Misha Sirkinov, the Canadian versus Alonzo Minifield. Uh, Maybe I should get to the right page in my spreadsheet here. Uh, All right. Let's tell you about Sirkinov first. 15 and eight, five knockouts, eight submissions. He's been KO'd four times, submitted three times, six and six in the UFC. He's lost three straight. Only won one of his last five. He did lose his last fight via submission. Used to fight at light heavyweight. Was a regional champ. Actually, used to fight. Uh, this is light heavyweight. Excuse me. Used to fight at middleweight. Mostly he fought at middleweight until recently. Was regional champ. 2010 was his pro MMA debut. Three inches of height, one inch reach on many field. Striking stats in his favor. He's outstruck his UFC opponents by 0.87 strikes per minute. Grappling stats in his favor as well. He also was a uh, regional ADCC champion. Plus 180, the number on him. Atomic. Minifield, 12 and 3, nine knockouts, two submissions. He's been knocked out once. Five and three in the UFC. He's won three of his last four. Won his last fight via TKO. Used to fight at heavyweight. Two and all in the contender series. One and all in Bellator. He has outstruck his UFC opponents by 0.65 strikes per minute. Minus 220. I usually kick off the main card. Uh, I gotta I gotta fade my Canadian Sirkinov. Minifield is the pick. Sirkinov, yeah, this is like I said, this is more a fade of him than anything else. He just does not seem to have it anymore. Um Menifield is, you know, maybe not a world beater, but he's he's better than Sirkinov is at this point. So give me Atomic Alonzo. Yeah, I'll also say this about Menifield. He seems to have uh, re- really turned a corner in his strategy. He he seems to have more wrestling now, doesn't he? Yeah. Um, yep. you, you know, and, and, and not just that fight against that uh, terrible dude who did not belong in the UFC. Um, what was his name? Mo- Moskarov? Oh, yes. or... The fake guy. Yeah, the who knows guy. what his real name is? 
Yeah, one one of the 72 names that he potentially went by. But also, like, so he scored a couple of takedowns there. He he also took down and beat up Ed Herman. Uh, he got that Von Flew choke on Fabio Charant. Like, like, he's just a guy who's sort of, like, engaged that wrestling base a little bit more, which is interesting. And also, like, at least gives me more hope that he'll, like, just stuff all of Misha Serkinov's takedown attempts. And, and let's face it. Nisha Zirkinoff is just looks so bad on the feet as of late. Like, I can't remember the last time you looked good on the, the feet. He's pretty much a, I'm getting you to the ground or I'm getting beat the hell up. Um, and, and in his last fight, he got him to the ground and he got beat up. So, like, at, at what point in time do we feel like we can still really trust Misha Zirkinoff? It, it is a fate of him. But also, I think Metafield has turned a corner. So, I'm going to give it to for both of those reasons. And I'll actually say this. I think that number on Menafield is actually pretty nice. Uh, you like your you like your minus two twenties. We have totally swap roles here, haven't we? You're the chalky guy now, and I'm the uh, I'm the reckless underdog. Better. Yeah, I mean, I I don't usually like my negative two twenties, but this is a negative two twenty spot that feels like it's ready to uh, hashtag throw him in a parlay. Oh, we shall see. All right, moving on. I think this is going to be a contentious fight. This is the fight we've all been waiting for the most. Middleweights, Dusko Tornorovich versus Jordan Wright, Dan's favorite male fighter. Um, the Beverly Hills Ninja, Jordan Wright, is 12-3 and three with one no contest. Seven knockouts, five submissions. He's been knocked out twice, submitted once. So all of his fights have uh, been finishes. Either he knocks a person or submits a person out or he gets finished himself. Two and three in the UFC. He was a no contest on the contender series. I believe he lost that fight. Is that right? Originally, um, I think it, his opponent popped. I think for some. We're some talking drug. about we're talking about Jordan Wright's loss. Yeah. Uh, oh yes, but, it was it was fluffy. It was fluffy and Hernandez. Yeah, and he smoked some uh, weed or something, so, so it yeah. got changed to a no contest. That's correct. All right. Um. So yeah, so everything is a finish for this guy. Even his no contest. He used to fight at light heavyweight. He's got an inch of height, three inches of reach on Todorovic. More active landing strikes. He's been outstruck in the UFC by 0.25 strikes per minute. Grappling stats are in his favor, plus 170. Thunder Todorovic or Thunder Douche. I think I think that was one of our titles, was it not? Thunder Douche. Uh, Thunder Douche go. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so I can't use it again. Damn. Um, he's 11 and three, seven knockouts, three submissions. He's been knocked out twice. Two and three in the UFC. However, he's only won one of his last four, and he did get knocked out his last fight. One and all in the contender series, was a regional champ, three years younger than Wright. He's outstruck his UFC opponents by 0.59 strikes per minute, minus 210. Go ahead. I can't believe you're going to take him. I, I can't believe you're going to take him. Right. <clears throat> I'm losing my voice, and I'm taking Jordan Wright. I'll put That's, it right out there. I, I'm just. They both I, suck. I, they both suck. Give me the plus money. Does, At least he, he finishes people. Total uh, Rogic is not good. Honest question. First of all, at least he finishes people. Literally, ev- literally every single one of Dusha Todorovic's wins in the UFC are finishes. So he, oh, also, UFC, yeah. he also finishes people. <laughs> I mean, he's got one decision elsewhere, and it's just Teddy Ash on Contender Series, which was a pretty damn good fight. And Teddy Ash is a, a legit opponent. But I'll say this. You know, you, you're talking about him getting blown out of the water in the UFC. Who's he been blown out of the water by? Chidi Ejikawani, Robocop Rodriguez, Punahele Soriano. Like, those are phenomenal opponents. And literally, you just spent last episode talking about who's got the better resume is a good way to, like, settle a, a problem when we have picks. We're, we're talking about a guy who got choked out by Mark andre Barrio and got 
Canadian. He's good. TKO'd by, yeah, TKO'd by Bruno Silva, who's not in the UFC. Who is the best win for Jordan Wright? Uh, Jamie Pickett. J- Jamie Pickett, <laughs> and, and it's not close. Like, it's it's really clearly Jamie Pickett. Because after that, it's Mike Villanueva and Gabriel Checho, who recently lost to Rashad Evans. Recently lost to Rashad Evans. Whereas Todorovic is out here. Maki Pitolo is better than all those guys. Daquan Townsend probably isn't. The dude knocked out Michelle Pereira and knocked Michelle Pereira out violently. So, yeah, I, of course, think Dushko Todorovic is more skilled on the feet. I think he's got better knockout power on the feet. And he's sure as hell more technical than Jordan Wright because literally everybody in the UFC is. Uh, they both suck. So let's see what happens. I'm willing to, to take uh, roll the dice here. So. I think we may differ on the next fight too, from what I remember hearing. Flyweights, this, this fight. I thought you were. I thought you were going to differ with me on this one. Yeah. I, this uh, this fight will be I'm much better. I'm transparent on than, this one. <laughs> yep. This fight will be much better than the last one. Uh, Dan is a big raw dog fan. Uh, flyweights, Brandon Royball versus Askar Askarov. Brandon raw dog Royball, 14 and six, three knockouts, nine submissions. Been knocked out once, submitted once, four and two in the UFC. However, he's won two straight. However, before that, he lost two straight. Uh, won his last fight via submission, was the LFA champ, one and one World Series of Fighting, used to fight at Bantamweight. 2012, he's been a pro MMA fighter since. He's got three inches of height, one inch of reach on Askarov. He's more active landing strikes. He's outstruck his UFC opponents by 0.6 strikes per minute, plus 195. Bullet, Askarov, 14-1-1, four knockouts, seven submissions. Never been finished in a fight. 3-1-1 in the UFC. He did lose his last fight to Kai Kara France, his only career loss thus far. He has missed weight in the past. He was the ACB wrestling, uh, ACB MMA champ before. He also was a uh, Deaf Olympics wrestling champion. Um, he's outstruck his UFC opponents by 0.25 strikes per minute, minus 240. Give me Askarov. Um, I think he's going to bounce back here. Roy Ball's uh, success rate, stuff and takedowns in the UFC, 39%. So I, I, I think I'm going to have to go with the... With the wrestler in this one, I just think he's a better fighter all around, too. So give me Askarov, the big favorite here. Yeah, I will say, you know, my a little bit of my concern here is will his wrestling defense hold up, right? Because Askarov, when he gets his wrestling going, goes really well, right? Like, he, he beat Joseph Benavidez that way. He beat uh, Alexandre Pantoja that way. But, like, when he fights somebody who really doesn't want to go to the ground with him, he... He has not been very successful on takedowns. I, I think I've largely overrated Askarov's takedown abilities. Against Kaikara France, do you know what his his total was in that fight offhand? No. He he, sh- he he scored two ta- takedowns. Do you want to guess how many he shot? Uh, 12,002. 14 freaking <laughs> takedowns. takedowns. And he scored, he scored two. And you could say the same thing about the Tim Elliott fight that he had. He he shot seven takedowns on Tim Elliott and did not succeed on one. So when a guy is really adverse to going to the ground with him and knows that that's the game plan and he's coming with, they largely stuff everything he's got. Um, And I think that Roy Ball, you're right, does have an issues with takedown defense. But I think he's got really good distance management. I think, you know, he's got really good chokes that he can threaten you with if you do shoot a sloppy takedown. You know, he's finished three of his fights by submission. If you just stick your neck in there in a silly way, he's going to finish you. So, yeah, I think Roy Ball's got a good chance to stuff enough, to scramble enough, to do whatever he needs. 
stay on the feet here. And I, I like him here, especially at the dog price. All right. You are you do ride or die with uh, Raw Dog Brandon Roy also. Um, maybe we, we both just made back-to-back silly picks. We shall see. Um, let's go to the co-main event, shall we? Bantamweights, Cub Swanson versus Jonathan Martinez. Oh, wait a minute. So we both picked two dogs, so now we're at three dogs each, right? Uh, yeah. So Okay. All yeah. right. Yeah, we're at three. Um, <laughs> all right. Let's break down this Bantamweight fight. Yes, Cub Swanson at the age of, what, 39? Almost 39. 39 in... Uh, November 3rd, I think, when I looked it up. Anyhow, he's cutting the bantamweight for some reason. Did Has he explained why? Have we heard why he's decided for the first time in his career to cut the bantamweight? I think he still thinks he can contend, but I will also say this, that that's sort of alarming about all of this. He did not talk during media day. Yeah, I heard that. Yeah, yeah which is, is usually a sign that there's something going on with the weight cut that doesn't seem to be going well. Um, he had Dan Argetta talk for him instead that's a ooh, that doesn't seem like a good thing it doesn't all right let's break let's break down the uh let me give you the resume and then we'll see killer cop swanson 28 and 12 13 knockouts four submissions been knocked out twice submitted seven times 13 and 8 in the ufc he's won three of his last four that's why him dropping down seems odd to me won his last vtko used to fight at lightweight used to fight at featherweight now he's at Bantamweight. Five and three in WEC. Another WEC never die gentleman here. 2004 was his pro MMA debut. Striking stats in his favor. He's outstruck his UFC opponents by 1.01 strikes per minute. Grappling stats in his favor as well. Plus 170. Jonathan the Dragon Martinez, 16 and four. Seven knockouts, two submissions. He's been knocked out one time. Seven and three in the UFC. He's won three straight fights and five of six. Used to fight at featherweight. Used to fight at flyweight. Has missed weight in the past. Multiple regional championships on his mantle. Correct. 11 years younger than Swanson. He's outstruck his UFC opponents by 0.95 strikes per minute. Minus 210. I believe it's you, is it not? Uh, I believe yes. so, yes. Uh, and for me, this one's really obvious. I'm going with Jonathan Martinez. Um, and the reason being is that Cub Swanson, first of all, lots of fears about him being at 35. I think that's a terrible move for his body. I think that's a terrible move for his body. Yeah. What, what is he, 39 years old? He'll be 40 next month, uh, judging by the profile I'm looking at. Uh, but that being said, the, the worst part about all of this for me is they didn't give him a favorable matchup moving down a weight class. They've given him a guy who's, first of all, 5-1 and one in the UFC, uh, or in his last five, or six in the UFC, and... Fits the profile of somebody who beats Cub Swanson. Uh, if you look back at Cub Swanson's recent fights, uh, you know, let, let's take his last six because we just took Jonathan Martinez's last six. The three guys Cub Swanson has beaten those last six fights are Darren Elkins, Daniel Pineda, and Cron Gracie. What is in common with Darren Elkins, Daniel Pineda, and Cron Gracie? It's that all three of them are largely not good defensively on the feet and look like a fish out of water if they're not grappling. Uh, and then you take the three people who beat him, and it's Giga Chikadze, Shane Burgos, and Hanato Moicano, dudes who all do a really good job of striking from distance. Two of those three guys knocked him down with strikes, and now you're telling me he's going down a weight class where you know he's, he's going to be able to take a punch less well, and he's going to fight a guy who's strike-heavy in Jonathan Martinez, who's, who's landing right around the same rates as a Hanato Moicano and a Giga Chikadze. So, yeah, of course, give me Jonathan Martinez, the guy who's a better volume striker, and 
fits the profile of the type of person who beats a Cub Swanson. This is where I'm going to surprise you. I'm taking Cub Swanson. But before I, I, yeah, before I heard the the nonsense today, hopefully that was just him being silly. Um, the weight cut obviously is the big concern, but yeah, I, I think he, he he's looked very good as late. He finished Darren Elkins, which is uh, hard to do. I, I think he can he can crack Martinez as well. So I'm taking him, and he's a better grappler. So if he chooses to utilize that, so if if he can make the weight, we'll see. This could be it. If um, like I said, well, wait, if you're going to pick this, wait until you actually see the weigh-ins and, and uh, make sure he's still alive at weigh-ins. Yeah, I, I would agree with you on that one. Like, I, I think I would. So, uh, first of all, I think the profile, like I said, of, of a Jonathan Martinez is bad for him. But, like, if you are leaning picking dog here, which maybe isn't the craziest pick, I would wait until the weigh-in. Don't get in on him uh, early here because that weigh-in is if he looks like that, you, you don't want to be holding the Cubs Swanson ticket. Yep. Very true. All right. Let me, before we hit the main event, I'm going to tell you about Fubo TV. If you watch football, you need Fubo TV. Fubo TV gives you complete coverage of college and pro football with the NFL red zone plus games in 4k at no extra charge for hundred channels of live sports and entertainment for a fraction of the price of cable. Watch on all your devices and never miss game or an episode of your favorite shows with the included cloud-based DVR plus there's no contract, no commitment, and you can cancel at any time. Right now, you can try Fubo TV free for seven days and get 15% off your first month. Just go to FuboTV.com slash SGP. That's FuboTV, F-U-B-O-T-V dot com slash SGP. And OddsTrader. OddsTrader is a place to compare odds from all major sports books. You can also compare the different sign-up codes and promotions from sports books to get the best deal. The app also provides player statistics, key games, stats, injury reports, and projected game day weather. For bettors to make the most informed bets possible, it also has a bet tracker so bettors can keep records of all your games and betting activity. Go to oddstrader.com slash blue wire. Oddstrader, the number one site for all your game day bets. All right, main event time. Ladies, lead the way again. Women's flyweights. Alexa Grasso versus Vivian Arujo. Let me tell you about Arujo first. Vivi is the nickname. 11 and 3. Three knockouts, four submissions. She's been knocked out once. 7 and 2 in the UFC. She's gone three and one over her last four fights, including winning her last fight. Used to fight at strawweight, used to fight at bantamweight. Was the pancreas champ? Got two inches reach of Grasso. She's been outstruck by 0.37 strikes per minute in the UFC. Grappling stats in her favor, plus 180. Grasso, 14 and three, four knockouts, one submission. She's been submitted one time, six and three in the UFC. She won three straight and four or five. Won her last via submission. Used to fight at strawweight as well. Uh, missed weight there. So now she's up at flyweight was 4-0 in Invicta 2012 she's been a pro fighter since she's got an inch of height 7 years younger than Arujo striking stats in her favor she's outstruck her UFC opponents by 1.13 strikes per minute minus 220 um, I thought about taking Arujo here and then um, more looked into it and stuff um, like her she, she's a better grappler but she doesn't really do much with her takedowns um and grasso has shown that she's good at uh good at getting off the ground if she does get taken down so i think this is going to turn into a striking battle and grasso is just uh, a much better striker than arujo is um and she's seems to really be putting things together um as as her record has shown three straight and four or five so give me the chalk minus 220 alexa grasso yeah, I will say this is not one that I like for a recommended play because it's a little bit too high. Because like you said, yeah, I, I did debate even taking a Rio thinking the grappling might be enough. But you're right. At the end of the day, she eats too many strikes, um, especially if she's fighting somebody who's a volume striker. Like we saw both uh, Jessica I 
and Caitlin Chikigian kind of outwork Arroyo on the feet and make Arroyo look kind of silly. Um, and, and Grasso, you know, to, to her credit, like you said, gets up when she gets taken down. Um, that fight with Carla Esparza, even before she moved up weight class, she's up seven of Carla Esparza's takedowns. That's worth something. Um, and, and, you know, got a draw on one of the judges' scorecards against the champ. She also, like, didn't allow Macy Barber to settle into any of her positions. She scored some takedowns herself against Joanne Wood. Yeah, like, she, she's really rounded out her game, where to now I don't worry about her ground game as much as I used to. And, and I think, again, she is just going to be much faster than a Rio on the feet. And I, I think she's going to pepper her with shots. I'll take Grasso. I will say um, I'm intrigued to find out what happens in the late rounds here too, because what, what is round five Alexa Grasso look like? Yep. Yeah. We, we have not seen that yet. So very interesting. Um, we shall see how it plays out. So in conclusion, we, we both have Grasso. I have Swanson. He has Martinez. Uh, I have Asgraf. He has Roy Ball. He has Todorovich. I have Wright. Ha <laughs> Uh, and we both have many fields, so uh, we definitely are not on the same page for the main card. Let's see how we do with our recommended plays. So we're going to uh, bet a, an imaginary $100 uh, on any fights that we want, uh, the fights that, that we think are the most sure things to come through. And we will start with Mr. Gumby. All right, so I'm going to start with a parlay, and it's going to be my biggest play of the whole card. So I'm going to take, um, first of all, I'm going to take Victor Henry. I said I liked him as a quote-unquote throw-him-in-a-parlay guy. I think he works Hudson Sal really easily. Uh, and I'm going to pair him with Alonzo Menafield because, you know, like you said before, Alonzo Menafield, a, a chalky negative 220 guy, maybe we don't like that all on its own. You put those two together, you're going to get plus or uh, minus 115 uh, for two pretty heavy favorites. So I'll take... 50 bucks on that parlay of minus 115. Woo, $50. All right, good pick. I will take, uh, um, I'm definitely not going to take any parlays from recommended plays. I will take Alonzo Menafield. Give me uh, 30 bucks on Alonzo Menafield money line minus 220. All right, minus 220, Menafield. Sorry, we're getting this in my unofficial record, which might be more accurate yeah, than whatever. your spreadsheets. Uh, <laughs> um, I'm going to, yeah, this, this whole card is going to be like props and parlays and weird shit for me. Um, but I got a feeling it's going to work. It's going to work this week. Uh, I'm going to take Victor Henry again. Uh, I want a little bit more action on Victor Henry because I do like him a lot. I'm going to say he gets it done inside the distance though. That's plus 165. I'll take 15 bucks on Victor Henry inside the distance. All right. Um, give me 30 on Mana Martinez. Money line, minus 160. Minus 160. I like Mana. Um, he might show up later in my recommended plays. You'll All right, we'll see. Um, I'm going to take... I can't believe I'm doing this. I'm taking Pete Rodriguez. Oh, uh, boy. I'm going to take Pete Rodriguez in the first round. Oh. I'll take, uh, uh, specifically the first round. The two throws hammers. I think he gets Mike Jackson out of there quick. Um, I, I'm seeing the, the most updated number at negative 150. I'll take 15 bucks on that. Negative 150 is great. Crazy. For first uh, round, you get, and that's, that, that's if you're getting the first round. I know it's crazy. Uh, my uh, so 15 bucks you said? Yeah, 15 bucks on first round. All right. Um, dun, dun, dun. I'm gonna take my last 40 on Victor Henry. We're all going heavy on Victor Henry this week. Um, so 40 bucks on Henry. What is yeah, minus 350, some horrible line like that. Yeah, minus 350. That's my last pick. All right, and now I got two more plays here that I'm gonna squeeze in. 
with my my last 20 bucks. So I'm going to take 10 bucks on each of these. The first one I'm taking, I'm taking Sam Hughes by knockout. Okay. Uh, or TKO. Sam Hughes, her grounded pound game has gotten better. Yeah. Pierre Rodriguez has never been finished. But Sam Hughes by knockout. Do, do you want to guess what the line is on that? Plus 250. Plus 1,200. What? Is Come Sam on. Hughes by knockout. That seems... I thought she won her last fight. She, exactly. That's how she won her last fight. And that looks like what she wants to do in all of her fights now, right? Because even though she didn't get the finish that way in the fight before that, the the one with, um what's her face, Estella Nunez, that, that did look like what she was trying to do, ground and pound finish. So, yeah, I'm going to take Sam Hughes by knockout, 1,200. I'm also going to take, get this, Mana Martinez by submission. And let me tell you something. He has a ton of submissions on his amateur record. I think he's good at countering submissions. I think Brandon Davis is going to be looking to shoot. I think Mana gets a counter and subs him. And that is also plus 1,200. So You're going to be a hero in the Discord if these I, hit. If either if either of those hit, I'm profitable for the night, right? Yep. 10 bucks on a 12 to 1. Uh, I'm having a, a great night if either of those hit. Um, and I think I built a little safety cushion with some of the other plays in there. So, uh, yeah, give me... Give me Mana Martinez by sub as a fun prop. And and he might just pop up with a different prop in our uh, super fan John Parlay. Oh, all right. Let's recap first. Gummy's picks. Henry and Menefield, uh, a parlay. Henry inside the distance. Rodriguez with, uh, finish in the first round. Hughes via KO slash TKO. And Martinez via sub. My boring picks. All money lines. Menefield, Martinez, and Henry. Now for Hungry Man Jong, super fan parlay. Two fights that will pay you at least 10 to 1. What do you got for us? All right. So a couple of things. So first of all, for this one, I'm going to be a little bit safer with my Mono Martinez play. Mono Martinez inside the distance at all is plus 240, um, which I think is is a little bit more of a reasonable play than my crazy 12 to 1 submission prop. Uh, but I think Mano Martinez is going to either knock out uh, Brandon Davis or hit my Hail Mary 12 to 1. So yeah, I'm, I'm going to take Mano Martinez inside the distance. I'm going to pair that plus 240 with another plus 240, which is Tatsu Tayara, also inside the distance. Both of those are are plus 240. And if they both get it done, that pays 1056, plus 1056. Plus 1056. So once again, Martinez inside the distance, Tayara inside the distance, plus 1056. Boom. And there you have it, everyone. We've given you plenty of goodness, uh, plenty of winners, hopefully, for this week's card. Um, make sure you jump in our Discord, sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Discord, and uh, enjoy the fights with us. Um, talk with us. We actually we, we gave you picks for a bunch of cards this weekend, Friday and Saturday, so you can jump in and have lots of fun all weekend with us in the Discord. Uh, Twitter, we're SGPNMMA. That's the account Dan runs for us. I'm Jeff Fox Writer. He's Gumby Vreeland. Uh, Top Turtle MMA is his other podcast you can listen to. You can uh, read my MMA stuff at moneymma.substack.com. And you can read all our lovely articles at sportsgamblingpodcast.com as well. Anything else you need to tell the people, Dan, before I take us home? No, I think you got it all. All right. Until we speak again on Sunday, when we will recap how how we did with all, all the different cards this weekend. Until then, I will remain the Beverly Hills Ninja Jeff Fox. He will remain... Daniel Gumby Vreeland, and we'll talk to you on Sunday. Bye.